This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Open for Business is powered by Bosbole.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. BFM 89.9 of the business station. My name is Rich Bradbury and welcome to Open for Business this morning. Now, um, today I'll be focusing on the uh, transformative world of robotic process automation, RPA, uh, in Malaysia and beyond. And I'm joined by Hugh Weichong, the uh, head of ASEAN team from Cyclone Robotics, uh, a leading company at the forefront of RPA innovation. I'll be looking into how Cyclone Robotics is driving the adoption of RPA in Malaysia, where the tech is seen as a game changer for industries like banking, finance, insurance, and uh, telecommunications. I'm hoping to cover the uh, compelling growth of RPA in the region, unique opportunities and challenges it presents, and how Cyclone Robotics is helping to bridge the knowledge gap here in Malaysia. I'm also hoping to explore the integration of cutting-edge tech like AI, machine learning, and cloud services into RPA solutions, and what the future holds for hyper-automation in the uh, Asia-Pacific region. Hugh, welcome to the show. Thank you, Richard. How are you this afternoon? Wonderful. Wonderful. I hear it's your first radio interview. It is. Yeah. And you've asked me to go gentle on you, right? Yep. And now that you've asked me that, you know what I'm going to do. <laughs> no, of exactly course. Exactly the opposite. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Um, now, um, I know what RPA is, and sure. obviously you clearly know what RPA is, but there's yep. going to be people sit, sitting at home. Um, and if we could simplify what it is for them, mm-hmm. how would you explain it to them? Sure. I'll use two points to describe RPA mm. in a layman term. One is the another term that we use commonly to describe RPA is digital employee. Yeah. Another way of describing it is it mimics how a human uses a computer. Okay. Ah. To do data entry, to read documents, right. to reformat data, and all this can actually be done through RPA. So it's kind of like a, a virtual workforce. Yes, uh, that's right. Exactly. In, in a bot form. Yep. Would that be a simpl- very that's simplified right. version, yep. right? Okay. Described. Okay. Now, let's have a little bit of a chat then about RPA adoption in ASEAN sure. uh, versus global trends. Yep. Uh, and. How does the adoption rate here in the ASEAN region, particularly in Malaysia, uh, compare to global trends? And what factors do you think are driving this kind of adoption? Okay. I think globally, RPA has definitely been adopted much earlier compared to Malaysia. If you look at the history of RPA, RPA has been around for 20 over years, at least. Yeah. The known version of RPA. Yeah. Yeah. So Malaysia, due to the economic growth in the last couple of years, uh, pre-COVID as well as post-COVID. And to drive the business, you need a lot more resources, mm. right? So the option is either you hire more resources and resource is hard to come by globally anywhere yeah, in the world, yeah, yeah. right? So RPA becomes an option for a lot of organization and Malaysia alike mm. to uh, help alleviate or address the problem, uh, the challenges in terms of uh, shortage of uh, talent, so that the existing talent that they have in the organization are allowed or to have more time to do more higher value work or creative work. Mm. This is where RPA adoption has actually seen tremendous growth in the last couple of years. I'm, I'm hearing that kind of comment quite a lot. Yep. You know, the idea of uh, doing the creative work and getting back to what humans really should be able to be doing right? yep. and, and let bots and let automation and AI do all of the other stuff that really we don't want to be doing. That's right. 
I want to ask you about then um, challenges here in Malaysia. Are there unique challenges that uh, you can identify and opportunities perhaps here in Malaysia that don't exist elsewhere? Um, I wouldn't call it unique. It's more of Malaysia may be slightly behind the curve mm. as compared to the world, as I've mentioned earlier in terms of RPA adoption. Mm-hmm. Hence, the experience that Cyclone has in other parts of the world, especially China, mm. where mm. the company originated, would help us in educating the clients or potential clients in terms of the adoption of RPA. Mm. Right? But any technological adoption, for that matter, will always or should always boil down to two points. One is to address pain points. Right. Yeah. right? Leveraging on the technology to address pain points. Technology remains a technology until you make good use of it. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. Pain point is one. Mm. Another one would be to identify new area of growth or new area of opportunity leveraging on technology. Mm. So bottom line is any business for that matter need to understand objective of digitalization mm. or including the use of RPA. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, top of my head, when I, when I think of some of the challenges that RPA may, may face here, and correct me if I'm wrong, here mm. in Malaysia, it is levels of language uh, in, in particular. I mean, when we look at places like China, mm-hmm. uh, for example, the majority of mainland China speak Mandarin, right? For the south, there's a little bit of uh, Shanghaiese kind of... But here in Malaysia, we have uh, Tamil, we have uh, Bahasa, we have, you know, it can be Hokkien, it can, even like Manglish and bits of Singlish, <laughs> the further you move south. Yeah. How is that kind of um, looked at via RPA and how is that dealt with? Uh, well, in the within the world of RPA, you don't see much of an issue mm. unless you particularly focus on chatbots. Right, right, right. Chatbot is a very small element of RPA. Yeah, right. Yeah. Even that, there are a lot of companies that focus on chatbots where different languages are mm. already being catered for. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. For Cyclone, we focus on the broader term of RPA, right. which includes managing or automating business processes. Got it. So language is not that much of an issue. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. Now, um, your vision here in Malaysia, can you elaborate a little bit on Cyclone Robotics' strategy for building that knowledge gap in RPA adoption uh, here in Malaysia and its impact on local businesses? Sure. I think first thing first is we are physically invested in Malaysia whereby we believed that for any market that we want to be in, mm. we need to be physically present. You've got to have a space here. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Reason being, this is where we want to impart the knowledge of what we have learned globally, as I mentioned earlier, particularly in China. China is among uh, one of those countries where digital adoption is at the highest. Yeah. Right. So this is where a lot of use cases, a lot of experience can actually be derived and Mm -hmm. we can actually share those knowledge Mm. with companies or any entrepreneurs for the matter who Mm. want to actually digitalize, particularly in the usage of RPA. Mm. I mean, I remember back in 2008 as I was exiting China, that was when QR codes had just started to become a real big thing in, mm. in China. And now, of course, they, they proliferate. They are everywhere. It's the way in which a lot of stuff is done, right? Um, which I always found fascinating. Can we talk a little bit about some of the specific industries then? Maybe industry-specific benefits, I guess. Sure. How do you see yourselves uh, tailoring your solutions to cater to specific industries? You know, when I say that, I mean stuff like banking, insurance, and telecommunications. Yeah, uh, the industries that you mentioned are definitely one of the major beneficiary mm. in terms of the benefits of RPA. Uh, there are a few general benefits that you can look at. 
obviously potentially reducing the uh, effort that is required to process uh, certain processes, mm-hmm. uh, reducing human element in that, uh, increasing accuracy, human being human. If you expect human to work eight hours a day, 10 hours a day doing the same type of data entry, they're bound to have errors. Yeah. Another thing that we need to take note of is not just about errors, it's the cost of errors. Yeah. Some of the potential cost of error can be very high. Catastrophic in some of these industries. Exactly. Mm. Or the rework itself costs a lot. Mm. Right. So banking, you, you name it, banking, telco, or even government for that matter, where mm. a lot of business processes can actually benefit from the use of RPA. Mm-hmm. Okay, Hugh, let's take a short break here. Sure. All right. Folks, I'm in the studio with uh, Hugh Wee-Chong, the head of ASEAN team from Cyclone Robotics, leading company at the forefront of RPA innovation. Uh, We're talking about the the growth of RPA in this region, unique opportunities and challenges that it presents, and how Cyclone Robotics is helping bridge the knowledge gap here in Malaysia. We are going to take a short break here on Open for Business. When we come back, integration of emerging technologies and a few other bits and pieces, of course, if we don't talk about AI and cloud here on this show in this week, then there's something. Wrong. We'll be right back here on BFM 89.9. Open for Business will reopen in a few moments. Powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Become fabulous millionaires. BFM 89.9. Open for Business is powered by BossBolet.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. I'm Rich Bradbury, of course. Welcome to Open for Business here on BFM. Uh, Today, I'm focusing on the transformative world of robotic process automation, RPA, here in Malaysia and beyond. And I'm joined, of course, by Hugh Wee-Chong, the head of ASEAN team for Cyclone Robotics. They're a company at the forefront of RPA innovation. We've been speaking about industry-specific benefits, and we spoke a little bit about challenges and opportunities. Now, when we start to look forward, and we have been discussing, uh, and I kind of briefly touched on this, and we both had a bit of a smile on our faces when I mentioned AI and generative AI and whether or not it's cloud computing. These are things and terms that are no longer the the realm of the tech-savvy people. These have become, you know, household discussion terms nowadays, um, for the most part, anyway. How do you see some of these, I don't even know if they're emerging tech anymore, but I guess they are for some people, emerging tech like AI and cloud computing, augmenting some of the challenges and the relevance of RPA in the next few years? How is it going to be integrated, particularly here in in the Asia-Pacific region? Sure. I think if you look at cloud Mm. or cloud technology, it definitely helps or make it much easier for a lot of companies to adopt digital technology, yeah, right? But as I mentioned earlier, digital technology remains a technology until you use it correctly yeah. to address business problems, yeah. yeah? So that's where AI comes in, uh, in terms of uh, increasing the capability of RPA to solve business problems, mm. right? Or make it easier for users to use uh, AI or use the digital technology or RPA for the matter to mm-hmm. solve business problems. Mm. One of the key direction that Cyclone itself is making is moving towards what we call as AIGA or IGA, 
Okay. Right? Obviously, the word, first two characters, AI stands for artificial intelligence, and GA stands for generative automation. Oh, I was close. I was thinking general automation. Yeah. Okay, yes. You're getting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what it focuses on is still about business problems. Mm. Business problems in the sense that if you look at a lot of large organization today, mm. you have silos uh, of information, of knowledge, right? Knowledge sits in the PDF document, yep. staff manual, yep. that sits in the directory or uh, servers, which nobody reads. <laughs> yes. <right? laughs> knowledge that's in the World Wide Web, mm, mm. but some of them may be unverified or fake news. Some mm. of them may be real, mm. right? And you have what I call data, system of data, where you have the ERP system, financial systems, sitting within the organization where there are a lot of data there, which can be tapped on for information, right? And how do you automate uh, processes to leverage on the knowledge that you have mm. within those documents, within a World Wide Web, mm. as well as the data within the organization itself. That's where AIGA is trying to solve those problems in terms of automating it, right? Extracting the right information from the uh, system of knowledge and data from the system of data to produce what we call a system of results. Okay. Right. This is where you can imagine the chat GPT of the world. You can't yeah. run away to uh, talk about chat GPT, yeah. right? Yeah. So the interaction between the user and the RPA or automation is made much easier. Mm, mm. As it is right now, it's already very easy with low-code, no-code, mm, right? Yeah, but with yeah. AIGA, it makes even easier because you can have the natural human language interaction with the computer or with the digital technology and getting them to automate processes on your behalf. Which is what I see as, a, as an advantage, you know, it's democratizing technology yes. in, in that way. Exactly. It, it's also going to become that point, and this is an interesting point because I spoke to somebody just uh, a few days ago who who was talking to me about how when we look forward and not too far forward, maybe even in the next year, the main programming language of the world is not going to be your C++ of the world. It's not going to be your Python. It, it's going to be English. Yes, that's you know, right. It's going to be natural English. And yep. The machine will do everything in the background. Yep. We're already starting to see this happen, Hugh, aren't we? We're already starting to see some of the things that you're talking about now become a reality. That's, that's right, yes. Now, um, Obviously, one of the other terms that gets thrown around quite a lot is hyper-automation. Mm -hmm. um, and I know you guys are, are, are pushing for this, and it's a big thing for you guys. Can you explain briefly to people at home what, what that is on behalf of Cyclone Robotics? Sure. Thanks for bringing that up. We have been talking about RPA or using the term RPA. RPA is a small component within the entire hyper-automation hyper world. Mm. You can look at hyper-automation as leveraging on multiple different technologies, stitching them together to automate processes from end-to-end -end within an organization. Right. right. So it goes beyond the boundary of RPA. You'll be talking about products or technology like IDP, Intelligent yeah. Document Processing. Yeah. Right. Uh, you're talking about OCR, Optical Character Reader, all the way to what we call as the utopia of hyper-automation, that is process mining. So, so process mining is the different type of technologies that you're beginning to see increasingly being leveraged by multinationals to help identify new processes that they can automate. Mm, okay. Well, that's kind of cleared that up a little bit. Now I feel a little bit more confident about it. Now, uh, when we look at the future trends within the RPA ecosystem, we spoke a little bit about AI and we've spoken about where we think that might take us. Yeah. 
what what do you see RPA doing, I guess, differently? How do you see things changing over the next couple of years? I think we touch on the ease of use. Yeah. So RPA or hyper-automation as a whole, uh, you see increasing usage by, multi- uh, by companies, whether they are large, medium, or even small organization, would be able to leverage on this technology to op- automate their processes. Mm-hmm. That's one. Second, as I mentioned about the ease of use, Right, you mentioned about the language, English language, to be probably the main uh, medium of communic- interaction mm. between the human as well as the digital technology. Mm. So we do see the increasing use of this. In fact, uh, we were talking about the different development language like the Python, the C plus plus. You will see from a technical perspective, you will move towards what we call a prompt engineer. Mm. Right, this will be the new type of jobs or development jobs. Do you think so? Though I mean, I mean, maybe six months ago, prompt engineer may have been something that it has been aspired to be. You know, people are talking about that. Personally, though, I feel as though that now has, has kind of been made a little bit redundant. Wouldn't you agree? No, not really. Not really. Okay. Not really. Okay. Yeah, with the advent of ChatGPT mm. and the uh, corporate version of ChatGPT, right. all the different I versions see, yeah, of yeah, GPT. Yeah. yeah. If, if it was a localized version of ChatGPT, you, may, you right. may need your prompt. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yep. All right. I guess um, now I kind of want to fish around for some case studies. Mm-hmm. Can you give me a couple of examples? Sure. Successful case studies. <laughs> yeah. Well, there are a few. Um, you mentioned about financial services industry. Yeah. yeah. So the very, the very obvious case studies or use cases within the financial services industry would be the loan processing, uh, right? Yeah. Where involved lengthy and time-consuming processes, mm, mm. right? You have your client applying for a loan and it takes forever mm. to, to be approved. Or mm. even after it's approved, it takes forever for all the documents to be uh, completed, right? So this is where RPA has helped a lot of banks to automate and shorten the duration of the entire loan processing mm-hmm. cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, central bank reporting is another where accuracy is very much needed. Right. So having RPA to be able to extract the right data from the right system, format it into a format that's required for central bank reporting definitely helps out the banks a lot. Mm. And if you look outside the bank, even within uh, the business process outsourcing world, right, uh, organization has thousands of staff. And all these staff earn variable pay, depending mm. on the KPI set, depending on when they clock in and clock out. Mm. It takes a lot of effort for the human resource department or the payroll team to calculate their payroll, mm. right? Uh, so there is a use case locally with an international business process company, whereby prior to the adoption of RPA, it took them three days right. to calculate payroll. With the adoption of RPA, uh, RPA, it was reduced down to half a day <laughs> with maximum accuracy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it's cases like that when you can go to these companies and give them tangible evidence and yep. examples about how they can be more efficient yep. and more economical. That's when things and people start to take these things a little bit more seriously, right? Definitely, yes. And this kind of uh, was a discussion that I would have uh, in the middle of the pandemic, towards the end of the pandemic, about how important digitalization is, and it, that was the the trend, the word of of the the moment back then. It was digitalization, right? That's right. Um, 
I, I guess then, j- just before I let you go, um, when you look at Malaysian companies and let's look at SMEs, smaller entrepreneurs, those kind of businesses. What advice would you give to the, those about if they're considering integrating RPA into their existing systems, their existing operations? What kind of conversations do you have with them, apart from giving them you know, use cases like you've just given me? Mm-hmm. How do you have those discussions? Because there are people out there or still who are even at that point where they don't want to digitalize right now. Mm-hmm. You know, what kind of conversations do you have with them? Well, uh, I would always start with probably two points. One is what is the objective of digitalization or mm. what is their objective of digitalization? Right. right. We want to avoid the herd mentality. Yeah. A lot of business entrepreneurs, especially the small, medium business entrepreneurs. Don't just do it for the sake of doing it. That's right. Yeah. Right. Your neighbor digitalizing and the way you digitalize may be totally different, mm. although you may be in the same industry. Mm. Right. So the first point is the objective of digitalization. Mm. Second is where are the pain points mm. that you like to address through digitalization, mm. right? So well, I would always start with this too, right? And the third one is have no fear on RPA. The difference between RPA versus a lot of other digital technologies out there is you can start very small, right? Versus the adoption of ERPs of the world, the financial accounting systems of the world, these are major investment mm, that mm. requires a lot of financial resources as well as time resources. Mm, right? Mm. It can goes into a year, two years for implementation of all these big systems. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to RPA, you can start really small. Just look at certain pain points, start with that. Once you see the benefit of it, the imagination runs wild in terms of what else can you do with RPA. So mm. you can actually scale it up from there. Right. So if there are people listening right now and there are business leaders listening right now and they wanted to learn more about Cyclone Robotics, sure. where would be the best place to point them to? Well, definitely two ways. One is uh, go to our website. Another one is give us a call. There you go then. I'll make sure to put the website on the podcast details. Hugh, thank you very much for coming in today. It's my pleasure, Richard. Thank you so much. Folks, you've been tuned in to Open for Business here on BFM. If you missed any part of this show, I recommend you go and download the podcast wherever you normally get it from. I recommend the BFM app. That's available on the Apple App Store or Google Play. For BFM 89.9, I'm Richard Bradbury. Are you open for business? Register your company with BossBolet.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.